From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Radio 111 Screening Room. Uh, this is Brian Mendoza, your host as always, and I'm always glad to be here to talk about the latest movies, especially good movies, especially considering that you're about to hear about a great movie called West Side Story. It is a re-adaptation of the original Jerome Roberts, uh, Robbins musical, which featured music by Leonard Bernstein, lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, who sadly passed away pretty recently, and was had a book written by author Laurentis, and that's basically like the equivalent of a screenplay for a musical or a play. It, it's complicated. It's one of those things where like even I have a hard time like telling you what the book is for a musical, but I think that's more or less the gist of it. And this is the second adaptation of it. Like I said earlier, the original movie was from 1961 and was directed by Robert Wise and originally starred Natalie Wood, Richard Beamer, George Shakiris, Rita Moreno, and Ross Tumblin. Rita Moreno and George Shakiris both won supporting Academy Awards for their performances, and they were really amazing in that movie. And most people tend to remember that movie more for those performances rather than like the performance by Natalie Wood where we're going to get to that in just a moment we're going to get into why that might be the case but what is West Side Story all about for those of you who don't know what the movie's about it is a forbidden romance that sprouts from the hatred of two rival gangs the Jets and the Sharks one is a white group the Jets they're mostly white boys who feel disenfranchised because well, they're the poor white folks in their community, whereas they they were like left behind by the more rich and wealthy white folks. It's kind of an interesting dynamic on that end. They suffer from classism, but they're still kind of racist. And we'll get into that in just a moment. We'll get into that later. And then the other one is a group of brown Puerto Rican men who, you know, they suffer from racism. So they built up this group called the Sharks to be able to fight against not only racism, but fight for their dignity. So the, in this version, they have a much better reason to fight than in the original because in the original they didn't do that enough but we'll get into that in just a moment and then t it's basically about how tony the former leader of the jets falls in love with maria the sister of bernardo who is the leader of the sharks so oh boy complicated and Meanwhile, both gangs, you know, they stage a rumble that is sure to cause further tensions between the two sides because even though it's also a love story, it's also about a gang war and how the two of them interconnect. This, the film, for the most part, is the couple, our breeding couple, attempting to stop the hate and the violence from continuing. And that's what the film basically is about. So if you're not familiar with it it's basically a reworking of Romeo and Juliet except you know a little bit more mature and how it handles certain things um, if you know how the original musical ends then you have an idea of what I'm saying otherwise I again I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to spoil it even co comparing it to Romeo and Juliet is not even really a spoiler even because it's not exactly like that and it's a little bit more complicated. So we'll, you'll have to really see it to get the full perspective of what it's about. 
The film itself was directed by Steven Spielberg, who is a legendary filmmaker. This is the first musical he's ever produced. And he has directed, produced, written such great movies like Schindler's List, E.T., The Color Purple, Jaws, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. My point being that the man can direct every single genre of film except comedy, because I don't like that movie, 1941. Um, if you've ever seen that movie, it's really bad. And even he admits that it should have been a musical, which is funny because he has been wanting to direct a musical for so long. He said that he wanted to, like, you know, direct a movie about uh, old-timey musicals. And some of his favorite musicals include West Side Story. And for a while, he had played around with the idea of making a West Side Story movie, and so he finally got to make it. And I think that this is one of the films that it, it is very gritty in a way that feels very escapist because you still have people dancing and you still have people singing randomly. But I love the fact that um, Steven Spielberg is able to give this grit to the movie that amplifies the violence because there's a lot of violence in this movie. For, for being a musical, it is a pretty violent musical. But I love the fact that he's able to do that. But he's also able to give the dancing and singing some real gravitas. Like he actually gets actual dancers and singers to do their parts well. And I love the way he shoots the uh, dancing very intimately and the singing. I love how he has these like moments where there's if there if two characters can't fall in love because, you know, they have a barrier like the song tonight is a great example because, you know, obviously they have this barrier between their races and their families. So when they sing tonight it's the classic balcony the fire escape from the original 1961 movie but in this case they don't sing together in the same exact space like they're not holding hands because there's always something in the way preventing them from doing so and that's a very clever way of like directing that scene because it's one of those scenes from movies that's so famous for being so romantic and i love the fact that steven spielberg makes it just as romantic now because he realizes that we have to show how divided the, their situation is, how how divisive and how difficult it would be for this couple to actually get together. And I love that. So pay attention to tonight, because that is very subtle, amazing directing for Steven Spielberg to do that, to be able to have Tony and Maria sing together, but also not touch. And I think that that's really impactful, because it really shows not only how in love they are, but also shows how, um, I'm going to say this, like how difficult it is to be that couple. And I just think that Steven Spielberg is such a great director that he's able to do that. And one final thing, I think Steven Spielberg is one of the very, very, very few, um, I'm going to say white directors. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm very careful about saying this white directors who can direct movies about people of color because he did a great job with the color purple that I had a lot of confidence that he would tackle Latinx issues in a very effective way. And so I'm surprised that he was able to do that because I thought, well, would he be able to do it? But I think what I like about it is that he takes away some of the mistakes from the original uh, musical and he improves upon them but we'll we'll get to that in just a moment i want to get to the actors first ansel elgort i do want to get to the weakest part first about the actors i hate to say it but ansel elgort as tony is the weak link of the cast he does have a great 
no, I'm not going to say great. I'm going to say good singing voice. I think they, I do think there are times where he should have had some assistance. I'm very reluctant to say this, but like I think he should have had something like how Marilyn Monroe needed assistance for the higher notes and gentlemen prefer blondes. You know, girls are a diamond's best friend or diamonds are a girl's best friend. My bad. That, that for example, was a moment where Marilyn Monroe had someone dub over the high notes. And I think that Ansel Elgott should have had someone dub over his high notes just a little bit. I think that overall... I think that that's where his strengths lie would be the low notes, but I'm also not a musical, like, I'm not a voice um, professor like Bonnie Gilgal, and so I'll have to ask her about this professionally, but I think that it's one of those things where he needed some vocal assistance somewhere, but he still has a good voice, so overall, I'm not gonna harp too much on Ansel Elgott for that I do feel bad that his career is going down the drain because you know I would have thought of this as like a movie that would have been really great for his career but you know those allegations they are serious and I do want to take them seriously so if you don't want to watch this movie because of those allegations it's a shame because it's a great movie but I understand completely and I'm not gonna like force anybody to watch it but it is a case where, like, I still think that this movie should have been a plus for him. And he does do a good job in it. I just have to acknowledge that, you know, those allegations, you know, they're not Kevin Spacey bad, but they're still there. And I think that if people want to boycott the movie, they can. But good thing I haven't heard too much boycotting because, in my opinion, you are not, I don't want you to miss out on all the other actors who have done really great work. Like Ariana DeBose as Anita. Oh, she's just marvelous. She's fierce, but she's also like really emotionally vulnerable, just like Rita Moreno's character in the original. But I love the fact that she's able to take it to a whole different level. I love all her scenes with Maria and her scenes with Bernardo are just genuinely sexy, especially since David Alvarez, you know, they finally got a Puerto, uh, Puerto Rican actor to play him, Bernardo. And him and um, Ariana, they just have sexy chemistry. And I just think it's so wonderful. And, and it's great because the original story benefited from that sexy chemistry because in the other romance it's not a sex it's not a sex positive so it's very sexless so it was great to see two people of color in a sexy very very emotionally positive relationship so kudos on the filmmakers for being for, not on the filmmakers necessarily but filmmakers too but also on the actors for being able to do this and i gotta say that david alvarez's bernardo is far more sympathetic than george shakiris like i actually understand why he's so protective of maria and i under also understand how his character faced actual racism so I understand his point of view now because I feel like in the original film by Robert Weiss, Bernardo was just depicted as a very angry person who occasionally made a lot of funny jokes here and there. And I love the fact that this time he's more like emotionally vulnerable and more protective of his sister. And I appreciate that because in the original, it always felt like he was a bit of more of a dictator. But now I understand why he is the way he is. And I think that when I, I recently saw the 1961 movie, that film tried to paint Bernardo as the villain of that movie, and I, I'm glad that Spielberg and David Alvarez did not agree with that assessment, that there were far more evil characters in the story, and we'll get to that. 
And I got to say that I love seeing Rita Moreno in this movie. Rita Moreno has this one um, small part as Doc's wife. And I think it was a very smart decision to bring her back. So I'm very glad to see her on the screen. She sings one song. And I think it was the right move to have her sing the song instead of Tony and Maria. I'm not going to say which one it is, but it's one of the songs towards the end. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But Tony and Maria usually sing this one song towards the end of the musical, and she gets to sing it, and I think it's much better for her to sing it. In hindsight, it makes more sense, because she is a very wise character, and I think that musical, that song, that musical moment is able to really be captured by her. So, you know, I think that that was a good decision. But let's talk about Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler, this is her film debut. She plays Maria, and I gotta say this, she is so captivating. She's brilliant. She is such a fresh face, and her her smile illuminates the screen, and I love the fact that she's able to sell the characters' third act decisions in the original musical and in the movie. People have always questioned her actions in the third act, and I love the fact that Rachel Zegler is able to be both very clear but very subtle about how her character feels because it does make a difference when you finally have the actress sing the parts and what i mean by that is that in the original 1961 movie natalie wood did not get to sing any songs so some of the more emotional more um, insightful songs about maria had to be sung by marnie nixon and yes it makes a big difference when rachel zegler sings those songs for herself because then she can add her own subtleties and her own emotion into it um marnie nixon from my understanding did only got to really sing the songs in a way that um, was very nice sounding but I don't think she understood entirely like why these songs were made a certain way. Like I know she sang them in a way that made sense. Like she sang tonight romantically, which makes sense. But Rachel Zegler being able to actually act out the song herself was able to add that level of like naivete or like a boy like that with Anita. I'm, I'm not, if you know that song, you know that song, but I love the fact that she was able to make you actually feel like she cares not only for Tony, but for her brother in that scene, because in the original film, it always seemed like, Oh, she only cares about Tony. And I love the fact that this time around, Rachel Zegler is able to sing the part so she can add stuff in the performance that's not already that's not visible on the script or visible in the songs because it's very tony centric and so the fact that rachel zegler could actually make you realize that she cares about her brother and her sister-in-law as well so there's that and i do want to say that i think she should be a front runner for best actress I think she has what it takes to be the actress to break the Latina Best Actress glass ceiling. She should be the first Latina to win Best Actress. I would hope she would be. I know she's not Puerto Rican and she's Colombian, but I think it is refreshing to at least see a Latina on screen. I know it's still problematic to have a non-Puerto Rican play a Puerto Rican character, but at least it's a Latina. I remember when I saw the 1961 version during the Fathom Events screening, my brother had mentioned how Nally Wood really stood out because the other actors were not European. They all had brown face. Everybody had brown face, even Rita Moreno. So the non-European actors who were still brown, it's just that they were made darker by uh, by the makeup. Um, 
but even then, even when they dar- the brown faced everybody, Nally Wood still stood out as a European white person <laughs> next to a bunch of like Latinx actors. So I'm sitting there like, okay, well, that's <laughs> it, she really does stand out. So I got to give my brother some credit that he pointed that out because looking back at it. It, it is a little distracting to see Natalie Wood putting on, like, a performance as um, <laughs> a, a Puerto Rican girl. And even she would tell you that it wasn't her best performance. Even though I love Natalie Wood and I have an upcoming episode about holiday movies, uh, I would praise her a lot in that special. <laughs> in that, um, I'll, I'll praise her a lot there, but, you know, it wasn't one of her highlights in terms of her performances. But honestly it does make a difference to finally have a Latina play Maria. I do also want to say that as for the dancing and singing, I want to make a quick note that they do not try to imitate Jerome Robbins' choreography by by any means. They do not do that. And I love the fact that it's just as strong. The choreography here is able to capture some really intense moments, like the intensity of the moments. You know, they're able to capture the sweet romantic ballet between Tony and Maria when they first meet. And then like the song America being able to capture that like, you know, high spirited, like liberating sound. And so we have that. And I think it, it I think it's just great to finally have this people sing their voices for once instead of having people dub them over and as for my favorite songs you know i'm not going to get too much into why but america is still the best song of the whole musical um a boy like that finally is a great song this time because other times i listen to it and it's always been one of the more mm, harder to listen to songs but i love the fact that they finally got it right and i think this is a case where both movies finally did a good job with that but i love the fact that in this particular version they finally made it one of the best songs in the musical i feel pretty tonight somewhere those are the three big songs three other big songs from the musical that everyone loves other than america and they're just as great here too so those are my favorite songs this time around um g officer crumpke is much better now than it was in the original because the original i always thought oh Please, I don't want to ever listen to the song. And I and I and I always tell people, you know, if you got to go pee, go pee when that song comes on because it's not that great and it doesn't really do anything for the narrative. So I'm glad that this time around, it's much better. <laughs> it's much better. And I and I, I don't know. I just, I think it's just much better overall because Steven Spielberg could actually direct that to be an interesting. Um, case because they do it inside of a police station so the scene is much more interesting and has better implications as for the script i do want to say that they finally correctly use spanish in this case because in the other film they do use spanish well but you know obviously because a lot of those actors can't speak spanish it sounds a little off so this time around because they got spanish-speaking actors it actually sounds good and steven spielberg made a point to not have subtitles and you know what? Good for him. He does not have to have subtitles. You're smart enough as an audience member to figure out what they're saying. Don't not underestimate yourself. And it makes more sense for them to not be subtitled. And you know what? They make a lot of they make a point 
to say that the characters should speak English because, you know, there is a point about race in that film. It's subtle because the characters, you know, they're trying to speak Spanish, but they're forced by other characters to speak English to sort of assimilate to American society. And so there's that, you know, subtle commentary on racism that's pretty relevant. And I do want to say that it is about, there, um, in this case, it is about decentering the English language from um, the film being uh, from the film. And I think that this is a case where the filmmakers made a really good decision to not subtitle a language because we have to face the fact that people don't always speak English in this country and that's okay. And you should get comfortable with it. And I feel like the only people who don't like this decision, I'm, I'm sorry to say this. I think that a lot of people who don't like this decision are a, not capable of watching brilliant movies and having their, and having their intelligence overestimated meaning that the filmmaker realizes you know what you're smart enough to know this go and enjoy this you know as opposed to like the way that typically filmmakers will try to hold your hand this is a case where they will not do that and so i'm glad that they did did didn't do that finally we have a film that centers spanish in conversations between two people who are immigrants from another country because usually because in the original film they spoke english even though it made no sense for maria to know that much english and so i was glad about it this time it actually made maria a much more engaging character this time and it made the love story a lot more um how do i say this a lot more plausible because tony would actually have to put in the effort to speak spanish and there's a bunch of moments where he does do that and so you know, it, it, it's a correction to the original film. As Speaking of corrections, here are a couple more corrections that they made. I finally love the fact that Tony finally comes across as a Jet or a former Jet because Richard Boehmer, I love Richard Boehmer. I think he's great in Twin Peaks and I think he's a great actor. He never came across like a former Jet to me. So for me, it's like, okay, but are you really a gangster? Because I don't really believe you. But in this case, you know, you can see the nice guy, but you could also see the thing where he is a former gangster. So I can see that. Um, I like the fact that Maria this time is not a, just a dependent character. She has her own thing going on. She uh, goes to work. She has her own goals and her own ideas. There's even a brief mention about her wanting to go to college. I love that. I love the fact that it's not just about Tony. And so it makes more her decision at the very, very end of the movie make more sense because, you know, she still has plenty to live for. And also Doc finally, um, not Doc, but Doc's wife, played by Rena Morena, um, she has this moment that's so brilliant where she calls out the Jets for their racism and calls out the Jets on their horrible actions. If you know, you know, at the end of the musical, there's this scene where the Jets do something so despicable that it was great this time around to finally, finally call that out. Because in the original film, they still, you know, he still called them out, but he didn't call them out enough. In this case, it was... It was impactful because it was one of those scenes in the original where I was like, really? Like, that's the ending? Because there's a part where one of them says, we didn't make the world. And I thought, that's not an excuse for your horrible actions. So it was great to see them get finally called out and actually be shown as the villains they are in the narrative. I've always thought they were one of the real villains of this narrative, along with the sheriff. And 
the sheriff himself this time around is more subtle in his racism, which I think is much more telling about how racism has really hidden itself a lot nowadays. Racism is now becoming more blatant, but it's also becoming more good at being hidden. And I love the fact that like the jets represent like blatant racism while the officers represent subtle, nefarious, always in the dark racism. So I, I love how they blend them out well together and that they're finally called out for it. And I do want to mention that it was great for Disney, um, who is the parent company of 20th Century Studios, for not censoring anybody's in other countries. Other countries, they wanted to censor anybody's who is a trans non-binary character in the story, who's played by a non-binary actor, Iris Minas. I love the fact that this is a good casting decision that they finally got to have this character on screen and it makes more sense that they would hate anybody's this time around as opposed to you know how they treated anybody's in the original i was like okay well anybody's is a tomboy in the original story like why do they hate anybody's like it doesn't make sense in this case it makes sense why these group of like hooligans who are really horrible people yeah i'm saying the jets are horrible people even though you like them in the beginning it makes sense why their horribleness would translate also to transphobia so it makes more sense. I think it makes more sense. And I think the performance here is really sweet and subtle. And so, you know, I'm glad that Disney did not censor anybody's. And I'm glad that this time around they corrected a few things about that character. Especially considering that it's one of those characters where their actions at the end of the musical were always really questionable to me. So I'm glad that they were able to correct it this time. Overall, this is just as great or even better than the 1961 classic. I give it four stars. It is a, I'm going to say this, it is a spectacular musical adaptation that's destined to be a musical classic. And please support this movie. I don't want this to be another In the Heights where a Latinx-focused musical is once again relegated to being considered a box office bomb. Let's make this a box office success. West Side Story, one of the great films of the year. Go watch it. Watch it on IMAX. Watch it in the biggest screen you can because it deserves it. It's that amazing of a movie and that ambitious. And Rachel Ziegler should win Best Actress. Mm-hmm.